Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bonko Podcast. Uh, my guest today is a fellow podcaster, the host of the Yoga Life Podcast, um, Kevin Boyle. So Kevin, thank you very much for agreeing to join me today in your own house for the Bonko Podcast. How are you keeping? I'm well, how are you Baz? Good, not a bother, not a Good bother. Stuff. Thanks for coming. No, it's, I'm delighted to, that you agreed to come on and join me in the Bonko Podcast. What brings you to the, to the big smoke? Uh, I am going to the Bellator event, cage fighting in the three arena later oh, yeah. tonight. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of SBG fighters on it. So oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you watch any of the I don't watch Bellator. MMA. I watch UFC, but not, yeah, not yeah, Bellator. Yeah. I'm not that hardcore. It's actually just... It's, it was hard to watch Bellator because it wasn't on... I think it was Channel 5 it was on for a long time. Yeah. Sky Sports since last week. Uh-huh. So it's on Sky Sports tonight. Oh, it's on Sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Live on Sky, I think, 9 o'clock. Yeah, well, that, that sport's only going to get... I mean, yeah. UFC's on uh, ESPN now, so it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Absolutely, yeah. I, I like it for the spectacle, um, but I'm not as... I don't follow it as, as much as I used to when I was doing jiu-jitsu like you do. Yeah, yeah. When you do, I think when you train any MMA or jiu-jitsu, watching the sport is a lot more interesting because Absolutely, you understand yeah. how good they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit out of touch now. I'm getting a bit soft in my old age. Do you train <laughs> jiu-jitsu still, no? No. Or do you not? No. I stopped about. Scratch that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was talking to Chris McGee about this in, in uh, a recent episode yeah. I did. He's um, <clears throat> he's a yoga teacher from London, and we were talking about how I'm 37, I think you're 37. 37, yeah. yeah you're 37 mm-hmm. too. Well, I'm 37 on Tuesday, actually. Mm. But um, as I've gotten older, I've gotten softer. You know, I really, I have, I don't have that aggression in me anymore. Okay. And I, I found that I started to compete, go to jiu-jitsu competitions, mm. sub only, and I just didn't have it in me. Mm. I, I didn't have the same aggression the guys in their 20s did. I know, yeah. And then I didn't have that edge, so then I was losing, yeah. and I thought, I'm not getting this from, much from this anymore. Right. And then I couldn't train with the same intensity if I wasn't competing. Right. Because I found if I had nothing to work towards, like when you're running, you yeah. train for a marathon, hopefully, yeah. 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 Um, that um, I just thought, listen, I'm going to stop this because I started getting injuries then. Because mm. you're just not as sharp mm. and you're more prone to hurting yourself when yeah. you're not fully aware. So, um, no, no more jiu-jitsu, but never, never say never. Mm. I mean, I think that it's an amazing thing to do, uh, just not at the moment. <laughs> not with the softness <laughs> not with the softness exactly yeah did you compete in many competitions I had three competitions did you yeah, yeah. I've uh, never competed yeah it's 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 not a very nice experience to be honest I, I felt yeah. quite sick um, nervous wise is it yeah very nervous mm. and very nervous and also questioning why I'm doing it mm. what's my motivation yeah and to be honest with you Baz it is to prove my masculinity, my, my manliness. That was part of it. That was a big part of it, yeah. Mm. Um, and eventually yeah, I got to a stage in my life where I've, I've recently where I felt like I don't define myself by how strong I am mm. or how I can um, submit someone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just, yeah, the fire's gone, man. But the injury <laughs> I found is a big part of it as well. I like I, I think it's about a year since I first stepped on the mats in SBG in Belna. Mm. 
I didn't know the first thing about jiu-jitsu. I only rang the manager down there, or the owner of the gym, to see if he could send a coach to Clamaris twice a week mm. to train jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And it was only a selfish thing because I wanted to learn myself, even though I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Even the, would say, watching UFC, as soon as it went to the ground, ground fight, and I'd say, oh, this is boring. Yeah, exactly. I didn't understand yeah. it. So ignorance yeah. is bliss, you know? Yeah. Didn't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. But I was thrown in the deep end, went down training with SBG, mm-hmm. uh, and foolishly probably went rolling in the first couple of training sessions mm. not knowing anything at all mm. and I only found and it's from yoga I had mobility so my defence wasn't too bad mm-hmm. but I didn't know what was happening to be honest with you yeah. I hadn't a clue um, but I enjoyed it I went to you know he very kindly asked me to come up to SBG headquarters in Dublin mm. about two weeks in just to get the feel for for competition rounds mm-hmm. foolishly I did Wow. didn't have a gi didn't have a belt had to borrow it went to SBG uh, threw on the gi and went out rolling with these lads who were training for competition oh, <laughs> so again it was my defence <laughs> that's all I had Yeah, yeah. I was stopped I think two or three times in the middle of the rolls it was, I don't know many rolls we had but it was three minutes on one minute off then you switch partners and you go for an hour and a half mm-hmm. and I was wrecked after yeah, the whole thing you know? I was stopped three or four times telling me I'm breathing way too heavy yeah. you're putting <laughs> way too much effort in I was trying to use my strength and just Bench press people off me, like, yes. which is a complete wrong thing to do. Like, but yeah. It's a learning curve, you know? It really is. Yeah. But with, with the injuries as well, I cracked a rib in the first couple of months, different bits like that. And same as you, let's say it's, you're self-employed, you can't afford to be going around with no. a sore elbow or a cracked rib or things like that that are nearly inevitable when you're training jiu-jitsu, you know? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. broke my hand and my hand was in a cast. Yeah. I mean, I teach handstands. I can't teach a handstand if I have a broken hand. Yeah, yeah. So, this has my livelihood. That's what I know. I love yoga. Yoga's like my jiu-jitsu now. Okay. And, um, so it's, I just, I think, I don't think life is, I think life is about sacrifice and jiu-jitsu had to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I started a jiu-jitsu club. Yeah. In Clamaris. So I sort of spent money on mats and stuff, trying to build it in the area. Now it's not going as well as, I, as I'd as i hoped, but I'm going to push it. I, I'm still not giving up on it yet. I want to push it. I want to. I, I think the route that I might go down is actually teaching the younger people, younger boys and girls, we'd say 16, well, maybe younger, 14 to 18, mm-hmm. and get them try and get them into it as opposed to trying to encourage the older lads 25 to 30s to mm-hmm. come in because yeah the trick is you yeah. see all the gyms that or the dojos they're trying to attract younger people because that's mm. the key yeah um, but also to do it in a way that's quite friendly yeah because a lot of people won't train jiu-jitsu because yeah. they're intimidated exactly yeah if they see social media posts of guys with their shirts off <coughs> flexing yeah yeah they think i'm not going to go down there and be the wrestling dummy yeah yeah but if they see that it's a community where kids can go, yeah, it's way more attractive. Yeah, and that's absolutely. The key to to getting people in. It's a bit like McDonald's and the Happy Meal. Get the kids in. <laughs> there you go. The adults will follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually listening to Joe Rogan on the way up on the yeah. journey up. Andy Stumpf, I think. Did yeah. you listen to it? Yeah, yeah. Ex Marine, but he's only started jujitsu lately. I don't know what age he is, but he described it as you're simulating murder in your pajamas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is a great way of describing jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh yeah, good. Um, so you're a busy yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. You work between three or four different studios 
around Dublin, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Three, Is that right, yeah? Yeah. Three. Just the three. Just the three. That's enough. Can you give us an idea of, let's say, a typical day in the life of Kevin Boyle Yoga? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No one's ever asked me that. I wake up about 4.35 o'clock. Not because not I want to, just really? because that's my body clock. Mm. Um, yeah, so I get up then, I have a cup of coffee with a bit of butter in it, a bit of coconut oil. Mm. I blend that. Bulletproof. Yeah, bulletproof. And I have that. Try not to um, put too much coconut oil in because mm. that can go straight through you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> that early in the morning. Go easy, yeah. Go easy with the, with the oil. And then um, I practice for anywhere to an hour and a half to two hours. Um, sometimes my girlfriend would join me with the practice. Then I generally will... I won't eat until probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Um, but I usually teach... If I'm not teaching in the morning... I'll teach um, then in the lunch at lunchtime. I will I teach every evening. Mm. It doubles, but really most of my time is spent. Um, I split it between obviously teaching, but then networking, mm. um, lining up uh, to teach at events or festivals. Yeah, editing my podcasts, another one as well. Learning how to use editing software, for example. Yeah, or um, how to publish episodes because doing a podcast can be can be quite complicated depending on how, how you choose to do it yeah um that's so that would be a typical day my 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 biggest issue really to be honest i haven't said this to anyone before but is that i don't sleep enough mm. um i go to bed quite late i get home at nine thirty and i'm buzzing from teaching class because okay. i like to teach quite an energetic class and i i can't help but get involved in the energy of the class so when I get home I'm wired mm. I can't sleep till like 11 o'clock 11.30 12 sometimes and I'm up for 4.35 yeah yeah I just wish I could sleep longer I know how important sleep is yeah yeah um, and this is something that's actually I, well, it's kind of affected relationships that I've been in you know um, because you're it's not ideal when you're living with someone to be getting up at the crack of dawn and, mm. you know you're doing your own, you're almost like you're doing your own thing yeah yeah but i don't know what the story is baz i mean i can't i just that's my body clock you know another thing is mm. though as well is that i don't wake up and think i gotta go to work <clears throat> i wake up and i think shit i need to keep this going mm. because i i'm now doing something that i'm actually for the first time in my life where I'm actually quite good at it yeah. and I have the potential to be better and be re really good probably and I've never had that before in any job in right. most jobs I've been in I've I've been fired a few times I've been coasting along right. just the, I've been like the dos of the joker in the office because I just wasn't no interest no interest mm. so now every time when I wake up in the morning I have that it's a mix of between excitement to get up and do what I'm doing yeah. and also a bit of fear that I don't want this to go away yeah. I want to keep this train going. Mm. Um, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this, how I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing because I think it's good to be excited and motivated but to not let it consume you mm. so that you can't en enjoy the successes. I mean, for example, my workshop today, which I'm going to after this, yeah. uh, it's almost booked out 
um, it's got 21 people that come into it. Yeah. And once that I, 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 I'm like, come to a workshop, come to a workshop, then people come, mm. I've got the number, and then I'm looking for the next thing. Can I get more people to come? Yeah. Uh, yeah and then yeah. now I'm planning my workshop this morning, I'm anxious about, will I live up to their expectations? Okay. They're like, oh, um, so it's that weird thing of, I'm putting myself out there to be a really, to, to try and teach well, and then I have the anxiety of living up to that expectation. Mm. Um, but I think maybe that's just life. And do you feel like you put too much pressure on yourself to achieve more, please people, even though you know you're good at what you, what you, what you do? Yeah. Obviously, if you're in... Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I think I put maybe the right amount of pressure, but what, what's telling is my lack of sleep. Mm. That, I think that's saying something. That I need to I need to address that mm. um, because it's not good to be sleeping five hours a night. No, I don't I'd care. Die. Yeah. <laughs> I would die. So I I, I know I need. And to... I have two kids. <laughs> so what do you? I know lack of sleep is a killer. I oh would Jesus! Die. Yeah, yeah. So so to be honest, I, that's something I need to address. But um, you know, I'm trying to find balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I consume a lot of your content because we say I listen to a lot of your podcasts keep a close eye on you on Instagram, see what you're doing and yeah. all this stuff. And uh, it's all good. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, you're busy. Mm. How will I put it? Where do re- I saw something yesterday because I, I think you love what you do. You're after saying there you do like, but always working, but never working. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I feel the same, you know, cause I never complain about work. Yeah. I go and teach yoga. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you you are always trying to network, trying to find different areas mm. to advance in. Mm. Um you're probably probably the same. You're probably always looking for different ways to generate a different revenue stream as opposed to just teaching your classes, are you? We'd say with yeah. workshops or and and also, yeah, definitely absolutely multiple revenue yeah, streams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I teach three studios. I have podcasts, which I have sponsors now, thankfully. Mm. I have people that donate to the podcast, um, which is like a Patreon system, mm. which I really appreciate as well. And then I have events, workshops. So that's multiple revenue streams, which is important. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to keep challenging myself. So now I'm mm. looking to teach online. So recently I, I had a videographer film me teaching okay. one like a one to one almost there's a couple of guys actually filming me. Yeah yeah. And I was nervous. I fucked up can I swear? Oh yeah. I, I made a mistake, whatever. Um and I just thought, good, I'm nervous. I mm. should be. I it's I think you should never be comfortable. It's like I feel the anxiety about going to this workshop now. Mm. But I think that it's almost important to get used to that anxiety and maybe call it something else like mm. excitement or yeah, performance yeah. nerves. Uh, that type of performance anxiety. Yeah, I think it's good. It shows you're interested in what you're doing. Yeah, and you're pushing yourself almost beyond your comfort zone. Because today, yeah. for example, I'm going to teach new things that I've only just started teaching. Yeah. But otherwise, you're doing the same shit over and over again. Yeah. And people realize that you're not trying to evolve, and therefore mm. they they won't be as interested. Um, so, yeah. But the lack of sleep is. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. I'm. I'm. It's a priority of my. My to-do list. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to change that? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Bed at uh, 12, up at 4, half What four. I've started to do now is I try to get to bed earlier. That's the key. Yeah. 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 And um, do a bit of yin or light meditation at the night time instead of planning what I'm going to be doing the next day, which is what <clears> I normally do. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, people say you should plan what you're going to do the next day, but I find that that puts me in work mode before I go to okay. bed and then I don't sleep as well. Right. Yeah. 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 So I got enough kind of motivation with that. I don't need to write stuff down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what got you into yoga initially, or where did you do your initial? Teacher training? Yeah, so the first thing that got me into yoga was I played football just at amateur level and my I was the stiffest person. I mm. couldn't touch, never really warmed up, mm. couldn't touch my toes. And I thought, you know, I don't stretch, mm. so I should try this yoga thing because I heard it's good for stretching. Yeah. And I was walking down the street in Ranelagh in South Dublin and I seen Yoga Hub. <clears throat> I said, oh, yes, this is yoga. I might give that a go. I was 30, I'm 37, as I said yeah. earlier. And I thought, I walked in there, <clears throat> and I remember the guy who actually owns yoga, Matt Quigley, he's a really nice guy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I walked into the room. The room, it was a tiny room about this size, held like six or seven people, well, maybe about eight people it could hold. And I thought, where's the teacher? And uh, seeing there's a guy in there, I thought, well, at least there's another guy here anyway. Yeah. And then I realised, oh, shit, he's the teacher. Okay, yeah. I thought, there's a, a man teaching yoga. What the right. hell? I thought this was for women or, or just for old people. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not like, i never seen a fella do yoga. Mm. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, oh, sorry, um, I'll give this a go. And I, I was really uncomfortable physically and emotionally. <laughs> I just thought, this is bollocks. I don't like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't like the chanting and... I can't do anything, so, um, but I so I did it intermittently between for about two years on and off mm. when I you know probably once every two weeks, and then um, what turned the corner for me was about two and a half years ago, my I was really getting into yoga regularly, and I was saying to my sister, oh this is this is really good actually, I'm finding myself I'm a lot calmer, mm. I don't react because mm. I used to be a real hothead, and I found that socially it was helping me relationships and I I said you know I might actually do a teacher training because I don't want to be a teacher but it's just something that kind of interests me yeah. about learning more and um, started the teacher training in Elbrum which is in Smithfield yeah. a nice little studio and when I was doing the teacher training I, I was at a job where I, once again I was in that cycle of okay, I've been at this job for six months, the novelty's worn off, mm. I realise that I feel like a bit of an imposter. Mm. It's probably only a matter of time before they either sack me or I just leave to go somewhere else yeah. for a pay rise, you know, that cycle. Yeah. I thought, I can't work in offices. And then my sister said, why don't you be a yoga teacher? And I thought, um, and that kind of planted the seed. Mm. I was like, a yoga teacher? I never thought of that. Mm. And I'd always, I was like halfway through my 200 hour and then about three months before my 200 hour finished, I was made redundant. And I thought, I actually, the day before that, I got made redundant on the Friday. Mm. On the Thursday, I got approved for a mortgage for where we're sitting, okay, for yeah. this place. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, so I've got the mortgage, therefore I, I have, the, you know, which is really hard to get when you're self-employed yeah. yoga teacher. Now maybe is a good time. This is a sign from the universe because the next day I was let go to actually maybe give this yoga thing mm. a go. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I hope that answers your question. But oh, like, yeah, I could keep talking. But it, it, then I, man, when I first started, like I, I had like three or four months where I wasn't getting anything. Yeah. I was going around here, around my um, my neighborhood, posting flyers through doors. There's a community hall just down the road here, fifty yards away. 
I'd book it out, pay 30 quid to rent it out, right. get there 6.30 in the morning, one person shows yeah, up, yeah. no one shows up. That was happening for months. It's disheartening at the start. R- really disheartening. Yeah. And uh, no one, it seemed like no one was interested in me teaching their studio until I was put on the cover list for the Elberin because I'd done my 200 hour there. Okay. And then I taught a few classes and people gave me good feedback yeah. and then it just built from there yeah yeah, yeah. it is the <laughs> first few months not even few months first year is tough it really is yeah. it's the same as myself I just, teaching one person for a lot of classes oh yeah yeah yeah. but the way I started it I, your teaching is a lot different than mine I have mine is a hot yoga studio mm-hmm. I only teach a set hot yoga sequence yeah, yeah so my yoga isn't advancing at all and I found even for the first few years when you are teaching so regularly, mm-hmm. your own practice is, goes out the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I admire that you get up and do two hours practice <laughs> every morning because I certainly don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know? it maybe it's a bit different for you because, like I said, you've got kids and <clears throat> Jason Crandall has said the same, that when you have children, it, it makes it really difficult to yeah. keep up a practice. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, but yeah. a lot of excuses too. <laughs> so my, my practice is more or less half an hour before a class mm-hmm. or half an hour after a class uh-huh. and stuff like that yeah but I do I have to admit I do I couldn't just do yoga yeah I know you're in, into calisthenics and gymnastic rings and different yeah. bits like that and handstands even that just advances it gives you an extra challenge you know yeah it does and jujitsu would say for the while you were doing it yeah it's good to be in, involved in different stuff because I think I would get bored doing yoga Mm-hmm. solely mm-hmm. to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, but that's just me I don't know yeah fair enough um, when I started as well first I was just doing yoga but I, when I started the studio it's in the west of Ireland mm-hmm. so there was the mention of yoga no one had a clue mm-hmm. what yoga was about you know what I mean yeah um, so the first few classes I'd have everyone that you'd more likely see in the pub sitting at the bar coming into my classes and the class would be packed because I was teaching in my hometown, so everyone knew me. Yeah. But they were thinking, what the fuck does he know about yoga? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I uh, started the studio, nice studio. The lads in the back, it was like line dancing down the back for the first few classes. They'd be all just pushing each other out of postures and laughing and all this <laughs> shit. Like, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still a good crack. You'd, people would come through the door, you'd know they'd fizzle out and yeah. the ones that wanted to keep coming would keep coming back. Yeah. So we built it from there, but... Everyone has to start somewhere, I suppose. Exactly, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's What's your main style of yoga that you teach, or have you a different, couple of different ones, or is I mean, there any description of it? I would the, the biggest way, the easiest way to categorize it would say vinyasa flow. Yeah. But I actually do very little vinyasas myself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I don't encourage many vinyasas in class. I think right. vinyasa, that's movement itself, is really overdone. Mm. Um, particularly when people, particularly people find it hard to do integrity. Mm. But yes, it is kind of a flowy based class with sequences. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I I I change the format quite a lot, um, or the theme quite a lot. So mm. yeah, vinyasa flow. Do you have music? Yes. Any particular favorite style of music, or is it just? I like ambient music. Like spare Min- music, Min- is it? Min- <laughs> <laughs> Weird pipes. Yeah. Like, min- minimal lyrics, um, but things like um, what are they called. Uh, oh, Yogi MC is pretty good. Mm. Or MC Yogi. Um, he does kind of like dubstep um, type Indian music. Or ch- like chill, 
don't know. <laughs> I don't know the lingo, but it's like chilled dubstep. Is he on Spotify? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, is he? MC. MC. Yeah, Yogi MC, he's good. Might have to yeah. check him out. Yeah. No bad language, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peaceful Piano, that's what I play in my Oh, that's best. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that it's one. It's nice. Yeah. It is nice, yeah. Um, <laughs> meditation, Kevin. Do you Have you a regular meditation practice? It's something I'm interested in, but haven't given myself enough time to dedicate to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's a good question. I meditate every day after I practice, mm. but my meditation is me... Where my girlfriend is there, we sit back to back uh, and we chant together. Mm. Um, then, yeah, that that's that's pretty that's pretty much it. It's just a breath work. Mm. But I don't do any guided meditations. Okay. Um, no headspace or anything like that. You no, don't. No, I don't know. I prefer to just sit at the end of a practice and contemplate. Um, existence <laughs> that's fair enough yeah that's fair enough I, I could I could do with more and actually I'm thinking of going on a Vipassana retreat which is a silent retreat um, because I, I would like to expand my um, maybe my mental capabilities and then how much can I withstand my own company 10 days of silence not it doesn't have to be 10 days but it could be uh, I'd love that yeah I, I, it's supposed to be very difficult though. It's supposed to be, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you... I had a girl on my podcast a few weeks back, Joanna Morn. Yeah. Uh, she has a massage studio in Clamars Reflexology. She does all that. But she was at a Vipassana workshop or retreat, whatever you want to call it, three times. Wow. Ten days each time. Mm. Brilliant. She recommended it to me. And I honestly had, had never heard of it until she recommended it. Mm. So I looked into it and I'd love to... But I don't think I could get 10 days away from my wife and kids, to be honest with you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I would. Yeah. I would love to do it. Yeah. I, I would like to do that. And also, I'm interested in, in having a psychedelic experience as well. Mm. Um, maybe with my girlfriend. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I would like to explore my consciousness a bit more. I mean, I did when I was younger, but that was through like Class A drugs. Mm. Um, and now I don't take a drink or um, take any drugs mm. and I would like to but I would be interested in expanding consciousness whether it's through breath work or ayahuasca mm. or something like that and doing it in a more mindful way as opposed to just to have a good time who had you on the podcast lately you were talking about, about, about ayahuasca is it what is that ayahuasca is I believe it's a, a plant um, I think it may come from a cactus mm. and you make a brew, a herbal tea. Oh, it's um, it was Jody Kennedy who was talking about yes. it. Yeah, and it's um, I think in Peru is quite it's quite commonly done. Um, sorry, as in the retreat is commonly done in mm. Peru, shall I say? Yeah, and you drink the tea, and then you purge, which means spew, spew, and then you have a psychedelic experience. Yeah, but, yeah. So is it a cleanse or is it just for the psychedelic? Just experience? for psychedelic. Yeah, it's not a not a detox. No, no. I think I think that is interesting to peel away the layers, particularly because I'm conscious about how much I use my phone, yeah, um, and how much it has helped me. Mm. Definitely having a phone and mm. being able to market myself, mm. but at the same time, I want to reflect on why I do certain behaviours. What mm. you know, and and 
yeah, I think it's it's healthy to look within, and I don't do that enough. Right. You is it fair to say you're a deep thinker? Um, would you, you describe you, yourself as you a deep think? thinker? Would you say I am? I uh, just from listening to your podcast, I uh, compared to me. Well, that's only compared to me. I think you are. Do you? Would you? That be fair to say? Or is it just yeah. you? Yes. Progress within yourself is what you're... It's a fair question, but, I mean, deep thinker, I would say so, yes. I would say so because, not not to um, big myself up, but mm. I find small talk very difficult. Mm. When I was working in the corporate environment, if I got into a lift with someone, if American people listen, that's an elevator, I would couldn't say like oh it's a lovely weather we're having or mm. um oh Soft it's, day. oh it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go oh happy friday all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah, I, yeah. I can't do that talk yeah you know i'm a i'm a i feel like saying are you scared of dying alone yeah <laughs> or, or, I, that's my small talk i'm uh, just thinking of the poor bastard that asked you to could have use your gym rings in the park <laughs> <laughs> yeah that guy I'm so I'm so bad at small talk. Yeah. And I know that I've been told by friends that like Kev, chill with the fucking deep stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. You're freaking people out. Um <laughs> was that always the case or is it just the last few years since you're do you think that's from your yoga practice and yoga knowledge that, that has come or is that always there? No, I've always been that way. That's why I really loved um experimenting with drugs because when you take ecstasy, for example, <clears throat> it makes you like a child again. Mm. And everyone around you becomes a child. You're curious. You're, everything is wonderful. And people talk to each other with compassion and, and openness that, they don't, that we don't normally do. Mm. Um, and uh, it's funny, I was on a, a podcast recently and the guy, I said, I mentioned that I hadn't drank alcohol for like three years, two mm. years, maybe. I should know that really mm. uh, and he and the guy was like well done and I said you know I remember an interview with Noel Gallagher on Michael Parkinson and when he said like oh I, 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 I don't consider myself clean now because I was never dirty mm. and I love that yeah yeah you know, that like um, I think that a lot of our unhappiness comes from having to pretend to be like we got our shit together mm. and we're an adult and we're sensible and uh, you know, if someone was to ask me about politics, I'd be like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. Next question. All I know is happening in my head and the people around me. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is just um, speculations. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, Baz. Someone answering your question. <laughs> I've gone yeah. too deep. That was very <laughs> Ironically. deep. Ironically, that has answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to be a little bit of a. a bit, I would like to be a better speaker. Ironically, I think I got, I've got a podcast. But I listen to people like Stephen Fryer, Sam Harris, and they're so articulate and composed. Yeah. I, I think that that's a skill I, I, I'm really excited about developing, speaking. <laughs> Is it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to be. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, <laughs> only, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like even I'm speaking clear as I can because I'm talking to you. Yeah. If I was speaking to someone from... Westport or someplace, it'd be a lot faster and I'd be talking like this and no one would understand a word I was saying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but, I think it's, it's something that we should all be a bit more mindful of because mm. the only way we can get our thoughts across is through um, speech. And I'm, you know, when you record yourself and you listen back and you're editing, 
you realise uh, how much better you can be at speaking. Yeah. If one week in speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Russell Brand is another one. Do you listen oh, to his? My, oh my god! I listened to him yesterday with Blind Boy, uh, and the Blind Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Brand is on another level. He is. He is. Uh, you'd be list- I, I love I love listening to his podcasts. You'd be wondering sometimes, does he need to use all them big words? I know, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. Some of the stuff seems a bit rehearsed, but yeah. like, mind you, everything's a bit rehearsed in our head first, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose uh, it is. I no, Russell is. Brand is, is brilliant. And um, if people can kind of see, kind of get over the fact, all the other superficial stuff, he's actually a brilliant mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about, I'm doing a Wim Hof workshop in May. Is that anything you're interested in not my workshop but mm. the Wim Hof method is it anything you've experimented with are you with? teaching the Wim Hof workshop no no Neil O'Murku yes I'm you know I, I met him yeah breathing breathing or breathe with Nile breathe with Nile yeah, yeah on Instagram yeah. he's coming down to Mayo to do the I think it's the first ever workshop Wim Hof method workshop in Mayo so looking forward to that mm-hmm. have you done any Wim Hof breathing or cold therapy or anything is he like bringing that? the, the baths with him the ice baths yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah I did it we did the the uh, what, excuse me a workshop with him got in the ice bath and it was it was cool yeah I, I'd done that before anyway with with the friends mm. the Wim Hof stuff um, I think cold water immersion is really important mm. I think that it's not natural or should I say well, not natural that is used too much my dad mm. is actually from Claire Morris um, Your dad is from Clamart. Yeah, he's from Caramore, if you know where that is. I do indeed. It's yeah. not too far from where I live. He's, um, his mum's, I don't know if I should say this, okay. uh, Margaret Boyle, she passed away about a month ago. Okay. Margaret, or Madge Boyle, I don't know if heard of her. She's, well, she seemed like she was kind of well known around the area, but I'm sure there's loads of. I'm sure kids. someone belonging to me knows her. Yeah, I'm What's sure. What's your dad's name? Martin Boyle. Someone knows him as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so my dad who's from the countryside when he was growing up mm. uh, his dad from the same area but, you know, all those generations they never had central heating they mm. never had a heated car yeah. heated offices they were used to like being in cold going yeah. from uh, mostly in cold sometimes in the heat yeah. that would be a rarity when they're around the fire and now we're constantly at the same body temperature mm. like, oh it's cold in here turn the heat and I'll give you it like that in a second I don't think that's good for your body. I think mm. it's important to expose yourself to cold. And I think the breathing, when you're in cold, it forces you to regulate your breathing. Mm. So I think that's good. Um, but, yeah, I'm a fan. And Wilhoff is a legend, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Again, I haven't committed or dedicated enough time to actually develop that skill of staying in the water, or cold water, even a cold shower, than any longer than... <laughs> One minute, I'd yeah, say. Me too. Oh, get out, get out, get out. Yeah, I know. The underfloor heating is a blessing, though. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah. But uh, yoga aside, so what does what do you do in your spare time? If you have any spare time. <laughs> it, it's, I suppose, yeah. you're busy most of the time, are you, with work and marketing and networking and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, now, now luckily, I'm at a stage where I, I turn away um, classes, which is which is nice, mm. because not so long ago that was the complete opposite. Um, so it's hard, not hard. Nothing is hard actually. Mm. I, I can I just actually just say, yeah. I sometimes you hear people saying like, 
oh god I'm so busy and these like more fame more well known yoga teachers and and I think you should be glad you're busy mm. and don't be like the victim of oh I've got another workshop another teacher training it's like you don't have to do it yeah, yeah be yeah. happy that you got the work so yeah. what I'm saying is I'm I don't like to turn away stuff but when I when I do have time off to answer your questions yeah. I like to get outside man mm. because yoga is great but most of the time you're doing it inside and I climb as well. Climbing's mostly inside. Yeah. So yeah, I like to get outside and um, see my family. Man, I don't see my family enough. My mum and dad, and they live ten minutes down the oh, road. They live in Dublin. Also, they live yeah. ten minutes down the road. My sister lives five minutes down the road. Right. Yeah. I never see them. Yeah. Um, because I prioritise other things above them. Yeah. So I see them whenever I can, and obviously spend time with the girlfriend. Yeah. Now and again. Yeah. Now and again. Yeah. Yeah. So take her out and do stuff like that. Uh, your podcast the yoga life podcast just to give it a plug again um why did you start the podcast in the first place well the first thing was i love podcasts yeah i listen to them all the time and i realize i learn from them and in terms of getting my communicating with people that come to my classes hmm. uh, i found in, i find instagram quite limiting <clears throat> because i'm not well you know, a picture and a little caption can only say so much. Mm. And I, I, but I really feel that we are, um, it, Instagram can be quite misleading. You know, like I, I've met some people that are, can do phenomenal stuff on Instagram. They look gorgeous mm. and impressive, mm. but then you meet them and they're not really mm. as, as people or as teachers. And I wanted to, create conversations where you'll find out more about the actual person okay you know and and also as well i get to sit in front of people and ask them questions that i've never asked them normally but once you put a mic there you can ask they'll talk they'll talk exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah um so it, it was really to to create a, a bit of a community um which has happened now which is great and to show people that you anyone can can do what I'm what I'm doing even though mm. what I'm doing is not spectacular but but you have to really want to do it mm. so I did a podcast recently an episode recently about why you shouldn't be a yoga teacher mm. which um, got a few people kind of upset um, yeah I saw your comments on social media about that now I haven't listened to the mm. episode but yeah I got I mean someone just said to me yesterday yesterday it was someone in my class said you know that podcast episode really rubbed me up the wrong way but I, I but it was useful I said, that's important. If I was to say these things on Instagram, they can get taken out of context. Mm. When you speak, you can use to your tone, you can put things in context. Yeah. Um, you can get them a message across a lot clearer. And I, um, I'd i like people to know that you could you can actually leave your job in an office if you don't like it. That is not, I'm saying some office jobs are great and some people are happy, but if you mm. want to leave an office job and be self-employed as a yoga teacher, you could do it. Yeah. It's not easy, but um, you have to really want to do it, and and that's that's very satisfying for me because I, I actually feel like my life sometimes is quite empty. Um, you just think, well, what am I? Who am I actually helping? Mm. A lot of my motivations are very selfish. Mm. I get people in my workshop. Uh, oh, my workshop is sold out. Great, I'm so good. Mm. And it's it's satisfying in the short term, but mm. in the long term, you're like. I'm not actually helping anyone else. And uh, I think we most of us know that when you help other people, 
it makes your life feel more worthwhile. You know, when you work on your own, man, it's like you've got no team around you. You can you get caught up in your head quite a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're a bit like, what's the point in what I do? What, yeah. what real value do I have? Am I at or giving even? Yeah, yeah. And um, now that I have people actually, people send me money, Baz. Yeah. Like, Here's fifty quid, a hundred quid, because in the like, Patreon, Patreon pro, 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 yeah, pro, just pro, love, their podcast. Yeah, yeah, been listening to your podcast for six months. Really helped me. I decided mm. to do X, Y, Z. Here's like, and. Um, I'm like, oh shit, this actual the person sees value in what I'm doing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um and all the messages I get. So it makes it makes life a bit more worth living, I suppose. Yeah. That sounds quite um um what's the word? Uh, down, like I'm really down now. <laughs> no, I'm really down now. But then No, uh, I know exactly what you say. But then the other the other side is talking earlier about the revenue streams, the last <laughs> thing I'd say on the podcast is it opens up a revenue stream where you're not reliant upon someone else. Yeah. At any moment, a studio could just let me go like that. Yeah. We yeah, don't yeah. need you anymore. Yeah. I'm buggered then. Mm. But if I have my own thing, which I've created myself, mm. and I have sponsors and people that want to donate, then that's a constant thing that comes in. Mm. And uh, I have complete control over that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think after being let go and made redundant, it's made me very sensitive to someone else controlling my mm. welfare, my income. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Podcasts. Many, many reasons. What? Give us your top three podcasts that you listen to. Joe Rogan, Experience, Making Sense with Sam Harris, and I like the Tim Ferriss show as well. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, Tim Ferriss is good. I haven't listened to too many mm-hmm. of his He's very pragmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. And what's interesting about the Tim Ferriss show is that before he was quite alien to me. He's mm. very like robotic in his way of speaking. But then I heard him on the Jocko Willink podcast and he talked about his struggles with his anxieties, insecurities, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this geezer has been through the mill. And then I was a fan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you, sometimes you need to hear the human side of someone before... You, that's how podcasts are good. That's it. That's so good. They're honest. Them. They're honest. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Completely. Um, is there any one guest that you'd like to have on, or have you, if you could name anyone you could have on the Yoga Life podcast, in the next three months, who would you like to have on? My dad. Mm, this is a weird answer, but I was thinking I would love to have my dad on, mm. <laughs> and. Um, so this this idea came from Tim Ferriss. He said that he would love to have his parents on the podcast, mm. not and not actually publish it, to have um, a conversation with his mum or dad, mum and dad separately, mm. not together, because yeah, normally yeah. dad will take a back seat. Yeah, you know the mum will talk normally, and or Micah, my parents anyway. And I, this doesn't really answer your question, but it's something I've been thinking about is like, my dad um, is a very much old school guy you know he's okay. very practical and if he loves you he'll like make you a table mm. or mm. he'll fix something right. fix yeah, something yeah. in the house for you um that's the way he is my mom is the like the one who's very affectionate and that type of thing. yeah you know my dad's an absolute sweetheart but he's just grew up in a different generation manly man manly man and his dad was even like turbo that yeah and i i think i i don't really have many conversations with my dad and i would love to have um you know, a, a relic of me and my dad having a conversation and asking him about his life. Mm. And, but I would never publish it. Um, 
Yeah, so it probably even my dad. And would he be open to that suggestion, no, really? definitely not. Definitely not? No. Even though it was never going to go anywhere? No. He, he, well, I've, I've never asked him, but, I mean, I highly doubt it. Typical Caramore man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something that's... Um, I think a lot of men of that generation are, are like that. They're a bit standoffish, you know. It's a bit like when I call the house and my dad answers the phone, he's like... I'll get your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yes. typical reaction. Yeah, typical reaction. Irish parents are Irish fathers and their mother yes. does all the soft talking if you want to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of yoga yoga teachers, I'd probably say Dylan Werner. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have you messaged him? No, I haven't actually. I'll wait till he comes to Dublin. I'm I'm not doing, I'm trying to do less Skype things. Do you do any over Skype? I've done a couple and they're not that great. Taylor Hunt? He yeah, oh, he was good. he was actually really good. Taylor Hunt was good yeah. on Skype. No, the ones I've done have been good over Skype, but person in person's way better. Mm. I mean, the chemistry is completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really absolutely. Is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't need to speak someone that badly that I'd have to Skype them. But if they suggest Skype and they want to speak, I'll do it. But yeah. it has to be good sound quality. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't be doing this tinny noise. That's another thing I was going to ask you your thoughts on. A mate of mine said it to me two or three years ago, when he he knew I was doing yoga, he's a good mate of mine, like, um, he, f- he probably, both of us follow a lot of international yogis on Instagram or whatever, like, yeah. a lot of them have past issues or addictions or something like that, and it was on your podcast I heard it, Taylor Hunt, mm-hmm. he just, he opened up to you, mm. what, what was, he was abused as a child, abused as a child, and he never yeah. said that to him before, yeah. um, which yeah. is, uh, he was one of my favourite guests, because, um, of his honesty, you know, um, mm. uh, that that's a that's a real man, you know, that's a real human mm. being, someone mm. that can do that. Um, but I mean, every, every, that's severe of what he has. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I think everyone has some sort of trauma to different degrees in their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But that's what he said to me. You now he doesn't mince his words the same lad. He said, "Ah, the fucking yogis." They, they all have something wrong with them that they hide them. They just have to focus on their yoga and yeah, that, distract themselves. That, you know? I, to be honest, I think that narrative is a little bit overplayed, the whole thing of, you know, not not Taylor Hunt now, don't yeah. get me wrong, because he doesn't play on that at all. Yeah, yeah. And I, that gives I respect him so much. Mm. But you do hear some people saying, oh, I was down in the dumps and I was a heroin addict and this, that and mm. the other, and now I've, like, now I've found yoga, everything's fine. Mm. And... Um, I, it's a very appealing thing. It's like mm. the working class hero, rags to riches. It's a similar thing. Yeah, Anyone yeah, can yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. It's quite a romanticised concept. <clears throat> so I think that's... Um, you don't you don't have to be a heroin addict to get into yoga. As in, you don't have to be... Exactly. You just do it because exactly. you enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be... Um, yeah. But that, that comment from my friend was just... It was in my head when I heard that <laughs> when I heard Taylor Hunt talking yeah and then it was Jacob Manning actually he was supposed to he was doing a workshop with the girls in Hot Yoga Dundrum mm. and I booked in to one of his workshops on the Sunday and I was texting him or Instagram messaging him back and over he was asking me to promote it for him and try and bring a few more people to Dublin with me or whatever and I was in Cork at the time on holidays my family and he pulled out they cancelled the mm-hmm. following weekend's workshop. Why is that? And I just went into his Instagram and he had a big, long story about that, I don't know, he had addictions and... Why did he put out the workshop though? He had to go. He had to up and leave. He, he was in Ireland, yeah. missed his family, 
knew he had something. other stuff that he needed to take care of mm-hmm. and couldn't hang around any longer. And the girls said they just up and left. That was it. Mm. It just like, he probably had stuff to deal with, obviously. Yeah. So that's that's just, your my mate's comments rang through with them two lads. That's, again, it's that's two out of a lot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just speaking of Instagram, would they be influencers, the yoga lads and girls? With who is your, have you any top inst- international Instagram yogis that you like to follow or? Yeah. Yeah, the two ones that come to mind straight away were Devin Kelly, and uh, he lives in China. Devin Kelly? Yeah, he's a movement coach, Mm. the best way to describe him. He's been on my podcast before, I think it's like episode three, Um, and I like like him because he's very much, uh, he calls people out on their shit. Is he Irish, no? No, he's, he's American, but I think Irish ancestry. But um, he calls me out on this shit. He's very mm-hmm. honest, and yeah, he's he's borderline offensive, which mm. I kind of like. Mm. I'm like, fuck it, you know, like you you're just gonna say important things. There's a chance you're gonna offend someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say the important thing and let the cards fall where they may. Yeah, and I like that about him. Also, he's incredibly disciplined and physically impressive in terms of his practice. Mm. He's so um, systematic with how he approaches things. Mm. Um, the other person would be Adam Hasler. Because Adam, if I also had him on my podcast and he's coming on again, mm. is um, very funny, very British. Mm. He's not like all, um, yeah, feeling super grateful and humble and yeah, life yeah. sick and all that kind of stuff. He's a, he's very dry in his humour. It's very yeah, 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 English. Yeah, yeah. He also is extremely tasteful. His photographs are really well done, and um, he's very bright. Mm. Very, he's an intellectual. He's not just like some guy with a six pack who can do a handstand. Mm. He is, um, you know, he'll question everything, and I really like that. Um, I suppose the last person I would say is is Dicey Decline. Um, I don't think he has a particularly uh, like his Instagram is good, mm. but I just love Dice as a person. Yeah. I met him. You did yeah. your teacher training with him in Dublin, yeah? Yeah, I mean he, that guy is just one of the sweetest human beings you could ever meet. Mm. Uh, it's such a great guy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those three. Good three. Good three. <laughs> um, good. It's just after popping up here on the screen, we have 10 minutes of recording time left. Okay, perfect. Um, I'd, uh, I'd like to do a few quick-fire questions oh, yeah. at the end. Would that be possible? <laughs> yes, yeah, you Humour me. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd love to. <laughs> but first, give us your plans for 2019, oh, Kevin. Yeah, have any? <laughs> Sleep longer. <laughs> Sleep more than four Sleep hours a night. <laughs> uh, my plans. So I'm teaching. Um, I'd like to do more events. Um, I enjoy. I want to do more corporates. I'm hopefully going to be teaching on the teacher training again um, <clears throat> towards the end of the year. Mm. Potentially co-leading a teacher training. Mm. So that would be a massive milestone for me. Um, and then to do online, teach online. So I'm planning to, that same videographer I was telling you about yeah. is going to film me teaching a class and I'm going to use that as promotion material to be like, this is my style of teaching. Yeah. Maybe I'll send it to Udaya or a few other online um, yoga platforms and see if they like my style, my personality Yeah. and maybe go to teach online. I believe teaching online doesn't actually pay that well. It actually pays very poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been told that by a source. I won't say who. Mm. Um, 
but it's it's just the case of like the experience. What is it like to teach at a micon and uh, have cameras there and just for the challenge? So you're talking about live, is it? Not live. Um, something like Yoga Glow or Right. moves so they subscribe subscribe and they pay a monthly thing and then they go to your classes and this is something that could be a, a way off but I don't want to get used to teaching in front of a camera mm. because as you can take photographs you can do podcasts but in order to people to see what's this person like teaching yeah. there's nothing more powerful than video yeah yeah to actually see you speaking in front of people yeah teaching them how do you physically assist how do you move around the room mm. um, and I want to I know that 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 makes me feel anxious, mm. and I wanna I want that challenge. So, so yeah, teacher training, more events, more like teaching in front of large crowds, mm. and um, I would and then um, teaching online. But I'd also want to do like more because I in, in last year I did like loads of events, not loads. I did like two events for charity to do more of that. Um, like I actually put in my diary, volunteer at a hospice. Mm. <laughs> that recently I was like, I should volunteer at hospice or um, something like I said, where I'm not just doing it for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I am, I am selfish. Like we all are a bit, a bit selfish. And I'm yoga is a selfish practice. <laughs> Living is a selfish practice. Yoga <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, yeah, it's because it you're on your own. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you're ever in Clamaris, visiting any relations or anything, do a workshop in Clamaris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problem at all. Hot and sweaty. Hot and sweaty. It doesn't have to be hot. We can leave the heat off if you're, okay, no, if you're no, more no, comfortable. He's good. I'm putting my yeah. trousers. <laughs> so with, that's your plans for 2019. Mm -hmm. Long term, yoga plans. Are you going hiring a videographer and moving to Tulum? <laughs> <laughs> uh, long, long term, I don't... Long term plans. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, man. I don't, I don't want to... Uh, outsource anything I, I like to I do everything myself apart from my accounts yeah. I do anything I don't do myself is my fat returns everything else is done by me mm. and I'm going to continue to do that um, if yeah just continue what I'm doing uh, like as long as my physical health stays I want to teach yoga I don't want to employ other people mm. for now mm. um, I like the interaction one on one with students so that's not a very good answer, but I don't. I don't really believe in planning. To be honest, about yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something else might because it's speculation. Crop up. You, you got to be agile enough to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and just treating every day like it's, um, you know, important, and they all add up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So before we hit into the mm -hmm. quick fire questions, give us your platforms. I know we mentioned your podcast and things, but yeah, yes. on the horse's mouth. The horse's mouth. So. Yes. KevinBallYoga.ie on my website. KevinBallYoga for Instagram, Facebook, and the podcast is the Yoga Life Podcast. So Excellent, Kevin Ball. I'd recommend subscribing. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, first question: Quick fire, as quick as you want or as slow as you want. Quick's good. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Sri Lanka. Because I've never been there and I would like to teach a retreat there soon. Excellent. Number two is answered about three times during the podcast. Are you a morning person or a night person? Both, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm better in the morning. Yeah. I'm probably too good in the morning to a, a level of annoyance. Yeah, really, yeah. I'm like, hey, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. morning, yeah. Good man. What's your favourite hobby? I've got a 
that's, I mean, I can't say yeah, yeah, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Good well, do you know what? Yeah, um, yeah. Eating. Eating, yeah? <laughs> it's a good one. What is your diet like? By the way, this isn't one of the questions. Uh, I eat uh, clean, yeah. inverted commas. I eat very little meat um, <coughs> and no dairy. Mm. Yeah, a lot of fruit and veg. Simple enough. Yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, what is the one thing that annoys you the most? People that interrupt. Your life. <laughs> <laughs> interrupt when you're speaking. Yeah. yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, good. <laughs> What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Have a cup of coffee. Same as that. Snap. Uh, what is the one thing that you're most afraid of? Having a debilitating disease. Okay. I know this, I don't know it. We're at the bar. What are you drinking? Sparkling water. Good man. Who's your favourite Instagram yogi? We answered that one already. Mm-hmm. And one thing you would put on your bucket list. Mm. Have a kid. Really, yeah? Yeah. That won't help with the sleep, Kevin. I know, but I think it would worth the sacrifice. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Last question, and we'll wrap it up. How do you define happiness? Freedom to laugh. Perfect. Kevin Boyle, thank you very much. It was <laughs> Thanks, an absolute Bryce. pleasure. Cheers, Thank you. That's great. <laughs>